This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning, and I have a full Zoom call. I have a, I have a group of people here, and I could not be I, I I could not be happier that we're that we're having this conversation. Over the the last few years, I've had multiple conversations with Danville Police Chief Christopher Yates uh, about domestic violence, about the issues that's surrounded, about the impact it has on our community. It has always troubled the chief, and he has gone about the business of putting together uh, what we're going to talk about today, his domestic violence task force, and I am so excited to do that. Good morning, chief. Thanks for being with me. Also here are Marcy Sheridan, Survivors Resource Center, Michelle Nelson, Crosspoint, Cher Pollock, Women's Shelter at at uh, at Cross Point, <laughs> at the Y, um, and and these people all are part of this whole process that are going to work with the chief to try to help us bring change to our community, to try to help us take this issue on. So, Chief, let's start with you. Good morning, and let's talk a little bit about why this particular issue has troubled you so greatly. Uh, good morning, Linda. I appreciate you having having us on. Uh, you know, we're we're constantly assessing where we're, you know our uh, responses and and how we're dealing with different crimes on the street and different uh, issues that affect the quality of life for our our community. And one of the things that we you know we have a lot of very promising numbers in different areas, violent crimes on the street, but we also understand and we and we see that we weren't seeing much improvement as far as our domestic violence cases and uh, you know they've remained steady or even maybe even increased a little bit during COVID when you had more people around each other at home and we understand that there's a, a very strong relationship and, and I would say there's even a correlation with uh, uh, violence in the home uh, translating out onto the street and we know that you know maybe this isn't something that you're going to break that right away uh, and it may not be affected till the next generation. Uh, however, I, th- I think this is something that we need to address because it may very well be a root cause of a lot of the violence that we see that's acted out outside the home. So, Chief, how is this going to work? You brought all these agencies together. You formed this task force. But to be honest, not critical, but to be honest, we've had task force this and task force that. How is this different, and what is this going to accomplish to help the community? Yeah, you know, uh, as far as task force goes, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what people want to call it, but this is an initiative to us to make sure that one, the way we're responding, you know, right now, you know, we, we're very good at, at responding to calls and uh, diffusing or, or intervening, intervening and uh, taking enforcement action, uh, but also this, you know. What are we do? What are what's going on afterwards? What's the communication between the police department that has direct contact with the offender as well as the victim? And how are what are we doing to follow those next steps to make sure that our victim has the support and assistance that they need? 
And are we just assuming that the social services are are uh, getting notified and, and having the information that they need to take their initial steps? Um, you know, we just got to serve that initial conduit because we're dealing with each, with each one of the cases that are reported. And we want to just make sure that we can follow through and uh, get the assistance to the victims that they need, as well as educating our community and the, and the perpetrators. I mean, uh, we can't forget about that. You know, if we educate the community a little bit and get out in the schools before, uh, you know, it gets set in people's minds that this is uh, appropriate behavior, um, as well as figure out systems to where maybe the offender uh, can get help after they're held accountable. And, uh, you know, because many of the offenders were victims themselves or witnesses to victims uh, through their cycle. Absolutely. Marcy, um, you've dealt with the issue of sexual assault and violence for many years now um, through, through Survivors Resource Center. Um, and again, full disclosure, I'm actually president of Marcy's board. <laughs> I've been on that board for, I think, 100 years now, isn't it? <laughs> About, about. <laughs> it feels like it, yeah. And we appreciate um, you. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's something I've always believed in. Because I, uh, we, you know, you and I both are so joined at the hip on how we look at this issue. Sexual assault is very often part of domestic violence. Not always, but right. very often. And, yeah. and, yep. and the big issue here. The thing that you and I have, I think, most been frustrated with over the years is the reality that people don't understand this conversation is not about sex. It's not about the act of sex. It's about power and control. And you continue, you and your amazing staff, continue to fight that battle every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, you hit the nail on the head and and uh, Cher, I'm sure, is going to speak to more of that in the situation with domestic violence. But it, it is about power and control. And, um, you know, I, I, what I'm excited about for us working together is um, how quickly now we can get contact with that survivor and with the um, domestic violence victim with Crosspoint at the Y, because the sooner that they get the support and the help that they need, um, you know, the sooner that they can get strong, they can start healing, they can, you know, explore options. So I'm looking forward to that part of it, just having a really good partnership and and yeah, they can be tied together. We've worked um, with Crosspoint at the Y. We refer um, often, they refer to us. Oftentimes victims have trauma in their past. So we have, have uh, come and provided therapy um, in relation to that. So, so it's just, um, it's exciting to see the passion that this group of people have about this issue and, and definitely. And then on the prevention side of it, I mean, I think we're, um, you know, we we preach prevention, <laughs> prevention, prevention. And so to have a group that that's just as excited about that, that we can stop this before it's happened, that we can um, reach kids before they display these behaviors. Absolutely. Because really, Sherry, you and I, you and I have had many conversations. It is cyclical. It is it is the re ugly reality of this particular crime, this particular issue, this particular challenge to our community because it feeds itself. The kids grow up in an environment where this is what they see, this is how they know about relationships, 
and then they get in relationships and there goes the violence. And I know that has been your constant frustration for many years. Very true. Very true. That that's how children learn about an intimate relationship. And then we'll often repeat that cycle. And that's what's exciting about, as Marcy said, and the chief said, uh, about all of us coming together. You know, the sexual assault, domestic violence, the mental health pieces that go along with that is a really complicated issue. And what has been shown to be most effective is a coordinated collaborative effort. Um, and that's what we're doing. Um, I think that's going to be dynamic. I think it is too. And, I, and like I said, I really applaud all of you, Chief in particular, for pulling you all together, but all of you for stepping up and saying it's time we change our community. We have to come together and work together to take this on as an issue. I said for years we could change this, but we have to see it as a community priority, which means somebody's got to drive that initiative to make that happen. So we're finally seeing that occur. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Michelle for a couple minutes from Crosspoint. We'll do that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you. And on the Zoom call this morning, we have a full house. Uh, I am I'm so happy to have with us this morning Danville Police Chief Christopher Yates and his newly formed Domestic Violence Task Force, which I think is like the best thing that's happened to Vermilion County in many a day. He has put together a group of local agencies who are going to work to open communication, to ensure support, to ensure services, uh, it's it's the first time we've really approached this truly serious community issue that we keep struggling with. So with me this morning on the call, besides the chief, are Marcy Sheridan, uh, executive director at the Survivors Resource Center, Cher Pollock, who heads up the women's shelter at Cross Point at the Y, and Michelle Nelson, who's I think clinical services at uh, Cross Point. And they're all part of this whole process. So we're talking about that. I want to take just a couple of minutes. Michelle, I think domestic violence is one of the most interesting community issues we have. And I think part of that has to do with the complexity of relationships, um, our inability to deal with, with each other without violence, um, are we, are we starting to make progress? Are we starting to understand really what's going on here? I like to think that we're making progress and, you know, the collaboration with Chief Yates and domestic violence services and sexual assault services, um, it's exciting. Um, you know, we've, we've done referrals back and forth for a very long time and to strengthen that collaboration is an exciting step for this community. Chief, we've talked off and on um, many, many times about um, people look at domestic violence as it's just a relationship problem. People aren't getting along. Somebody's drinking too much or whatever. Um, but in reality, domestic violence takes a tremendous amount of time 
from your department and your officers. And it also, I think, from what I understand over the last 30 years, puts your your officers in one of the greatest risks that they have in their job. Yeah, it, it does. And it's, um, it's, it's not a, a mer- it's not necessarily just a household. Pro- it's a community problem. And the, it, like I said, it's, it spills out into the street and it, it helps form the climate of a community. And if that's tolerated or, just left alone or we don't want to talk about it because it's not something that's personal issues um, or we don't want to move into uh, dealing with it a little closer. Uh, it's only going to get worse or, you know, stay the same. And unfortunately staying the same is not acceptable. And I think that uh, people of Danville, they, they made it very clear what they think and what they're willing to tolerate uh, further in, in violence. And, and so we've got to take a, all the above approach on this, you know, and the, what, what this is doing. And, and like I say, whether, whatever you want to call this an initiative task force, whatever, um, you know, I've worked with each one of these uh, professionals and, and, and systems over the years, but it, I, I thought it was a time that where let's pull all of our resources in, make sure that we're covering each other and complementing each other and what we can do and be, to be more efficient and more effective in what we do. And it's, you know, first, I, you know, when I t- talk to our command staff about it, we have to make sure that our house is set up properly first. We have to make sure that when the officers go out and take these calls, that they get as much information as they can, and they follow up these reports to the best of their ability on the patrol side. And then once that's reviewed by that officer's, you know, uh, uh, respective command, then that gets forwarded through the chain and gets reviewed one final time before it leaves patrol. And then it goes over to criminal investigations division. And at that point, we've assigned uh, one detective that specifically uh, will be reviewing these reports, making sure that all the interviews are done properly, whether it's a victim interview or offender interview uh, and put all that stuff together. Then it's sent over to the state's attorney's office for review. And I think that once we have that and we know that, okay, we've done it from the police side, Let's make sure simultaneously getting help for the victim and support for the victim by reaching out to these services that have, you know, uh, what they know through Crosspoints and and, uh, Survivor Resource Center and the Y. They have so much more knowledge than we do on this. We feel like we have a good base, but they're the experts on this area. And, you know, when we had the meeting and uh, got everybody together, it's like, hey, listen, I cannot stand meetings that waste my time and your time. If we're going to do this, let's do it right. And so far, everybody has uh, stayed within what they committed to, and and uh, we'll see we'll see how it works out. We're we're hoping that we can provide some assistance for our community and pull our pull our team together. Sherry, you've dealt with this issue for a long time now. How is this moment in time different in your mind? Um, how are we? Where are we at? What are you? Are you encouraged? Are you excited? I, I'm, in, I'm in both encouraged and excited. Um, you and I have talked about how this has been the secret crime that, you know, that goes on inside the home and was viewed as a relationship issue, a private issue. And I think this brings it out into the light and shows it for the criminal action that it is. And, and again, bringing us all together so that we're all on the same page 
um, we are all uh, working together is just, I think, yes, very exciting and um, something that's been a long time coming. So I applaud Chief Yates in bringing us all together. Absolutely. Cher, uh, are you... <laughs> Are you as busy as you always have been at the shelter? Because as for as far back as I can remember, you've always had a waiting list. You've always had people wanting to get in. This is not just a little thing. This affects a lot of lives right here in Danville and Vermilion County. We are very busy, yes. Um, COVID has, of course, interrupted that somewhat um, as people have stayed at home. And I think that's probably made um, our police department's job harder because they're seeing people that we're not seeing because of COVID. But yes, there is a big demand for services. Our uh, demand for assistance with orders of protection has stayed um, stable and has increased during this time. So yes, unfortunately, very busy. Chief, what are you, um, have you set, uh, knowing you, you have probably, what are some goals you have set with this group of folks and organizations? Well, you know, first thing we want to do is, and this goes across the spectrum in all crimes, we want to lower the number of victims. Um, and the victims that are remain, we want to get them the help that they, they need. We want to get them the assistance that they need and the support. And, uh, you know, the ladies could tell you a lot better than I, I can, but that's one of the things that domestic violence uh, victims need the most is support and the confidence that they, that they can um, get through this. And every once in a while, they just need a helping hand. And um, I think that this, this will help quite a bit. Well, and part of this, I assume, Chief, is to break down those barriers because it's very hard if you're in an emotional situation, which emotion is a huge part of domestic violence. If you're in such an emotional situation to have, you know, uniformed officers come in and it's all very scary. So yeah. this, I guess this in many ways, this gives you some, some really good tools to help those people get calm, get help, and move on. Yeah, you know, Linda, I've, I've been around in law enforcement for close to 27 years now. And one thing I've noticed, and our department's very young, I mean, very young. Yes, they These are. These young guys, I'll tell you, they, they're very empathetic. They're very uh, sensitive. You know, that, you know, 25 years ago, that may not have, that, we're different. I agree. And these guys, I get calls and letters in the mail almost, well, definitely weekly, almost, you know, daily, uh, or email saying, hey, I just want to let you know, I don't know the officer's name, but I was in this situation, and this is what he did for me, and I just appreciate the sensitivity and the extra assistance and going the extra mile, uh, and I get that quite a bit, and um, I, I think, you know, we all are, <laughs> us older people, and we're not, I, I still consider myself very young. <laughs> immature, but um, at, at times I, I, I look at, you know, we, we criticize this and criticize that, but man, I'll tell you what, these young guys and gals that are on the department now, 
they're doing a heck of a job. And I think this will give them the extra tools in, on their, in their kit to really go further and make sure that they, they want to see results. And we deal with only half of it. The other half is with the other agencies and in the prosecution part of it. And then I think this will encourage them as well. And also move on to create relationships between these services and law enforcement for, you know, this isn't, this isn't a flash in the pan. Let's do it for six months to sound good and do a couple of radio shows. This is something that we need to create as a practice yeah. that may, is maintained and, and uh, sustained. Absolutely. And I, and I can't tell you I, I, how much I agree with you. These young folks that we've been looking at, uh, police and fire board to, to hire, uh, much different individuals than we've ever seen in the past. And it's exciting. We're going to go to break. Be back in just a moment to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you. And on the Zoom call this morning, we have with us Danville Police Chief Christopher Yates and members of his newly formed uh, Domestic Violence Initiative Task Force. You can call it what you want. It is, uh, it is something that Chief has worked on for quite a while now to put together uh, a bridge uh, to unite the local agencies that deal with domestic violence. Uh, and ensure that people get the help they need and that we take on this issue as a community problem, which Chief recognizes it is. We talk about it being a relationship problem. That's why it's hard to deal with. But the reality is it's a community problem. So also with me this morning are Marcy Sheridan, who heads up Survivors Resource Center, Michelle Nelson, Clinical Services at Crosspoint, and Cher Pollock, who has for many years now, run the women's shelter at Cross Point at the Y. Um, so, Chief, we're not going to fix it tomorrow, but this is a first step to start to try to pull it together. Correct? Absolutely. You know, and, and the reason why you know people say, "Well, who do you bring in for different things?" I'll tell you, um, you know, between the among the four of us and then the people they brought, you know, this is just the four of us. There's additional people involved on my side and their side. But on this topic, uh, you know, me and Marcy and Michelle and Cher, uh, I'm the least knowledgeable out of that group on this topic. So why wouldn't I want to bring them on to, to our efforts and our team? Um, I'll tell you, I, like I said, I love it when I walk in the room and I realize I'm probably the least knowledgeable person in the room about a certain topic because whenever that happens, I know I've brought in the right people and, the, and we've got the different resources, whether it's domestic violence, uh, you know, violence on the street or anything like that. We're always wanting to bring together the people that can help the situation. And this is the group that can. Um, we are the quick fix, the quick intervention group, take enforcement action, uh, so on and so forth. But that does not fix the problem. That interrupts the problem. Now it's, you know, uh, these ladies and their organizations are, that's the healing process and the change process. And so it'd be foolish of me to think that the police alone 
can take care of this problem or pretty much any other problem. We need community and community resources to, to come together, and that's what we're doing here. Marcy, are you excited to hear what she's saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, I think this task force, uh, along with the violence prevention task force that addresses all types of violence, um, I think we're really doing some great things. And and this all comes together with our, again, our prevention work that we do. You know, it's not just sexual assault and, and abuse that we're preventing. We're, we're teaching people how to have healthy relationships. So dating violence, domestic violence, bullying, um, physical fighting, our programs are addressing all of those things that, that can be very connected. So, so to, I think to have the passion for that to a change in our community is, is just wonderful. So I kind of see this, this and the violence prevention task force as like an advisory board for our prevention work too. You know, how can we um, get together and, and do pr prevention work and then also make sure that we're, we're reaching the people we need to reach. I thank each and every one of you for taking some time this morning to talk to us. Uh, we'll certainly have you back. You're all going to be on here eventually, uh, individually anyway, but we'll certainly have uh, this group back too with the chief because what you're doing is so important. My thanks to all of you for what you are taking on and what you're trying to do for our community. Thank you all, and thanks for being with us. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. All right, everybody, have a safe weekend. For God's sakes, wear your masks, get your booster shots, and join me on Monday. Uh, Dr. Stephen Nacko will be with me. We're gonna be talking about uh, uh, future of community colleges. So join us on Monday. For Newsmakers 1490 WDAN, I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.